Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Good evening. This is Deacon Al Lundy here on Catholic Spirit Radio with Good News, the good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be talking about our Mass readings for this weekend on the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Thanksgiving is just about upon us. It's it's just coming right up. I hope you're uh, hope you're prepared. Hope you're ready. Hope you have family and friends to uh, to share the holiday with. And remember that the whole reason we have Thanksgiving is the the pilgrims, our early settlers, were were thankful for their lives. They've been through a rough a rough rough season, and and they're still alive, and they're they're still in the new land. They're grateful for their friends uh, who helped them to survive. They're grateful for their neighbors. They've been sharing the the bounty of their their hard work in order to keep themselves alive. And we should be doing that too. We should be sharing our bounty with each other, helping those in need, uh, helping all to be able to uh, survive and and have a good and, and fruitful life. So I hope that this year you have a lot to be thankful for. If you're Alone this Thanksgiving, you don't need to be. Uh, I know there there are churches such as Holy Trinity Church, Historic St. Patrick's Church in Bloomington, that are doing a community uh, Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, you can look at their website and get in more information about that at uh, hsp-ht, sorry, hsp-ht.org, and get more information about that upcoming meal. Uh, you may have community meals available in, in near your town as well, so be sure to look into that. Uh, don't need to sit alone uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, join with your neighbors and, and join in a feast. And we always have, uh, there's always a little fasting before there's feasting. So take some time out before Thanksgiving uh, to make yourself hungry. Make the meal count. Uh, set aside some, uh, some time to, to fast either through food or through activity, to just take time to uh, better appreciate the upcoming holiday. And as we enter into Advent, be thinking about how are you going to prepare for the coming of Christ? Uh, we'll be talking more about that next week of, of ways to, uh, to enrich your Advent season through things like uh, uh, attending adoration, getting back to regular Sunday Masses, extra prayer time, alms, that you can be doing for uh, those less fortunate than you in your community. So we'll, we'll go into more detail on that, but now's the time to start thinking about uh, making plans to make plans. Be, be ready to do something special this Advent to make your Christmas uh, even more spectacular. Uh, it shouldn't be about uh, the gifts you get, uh, but about the gifts you give and, and the gifts of grace that we've received through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our readings today are going to be from Proverbs. Then we have uh, from uh, a letter from Paul to the Thessalonians. And then once again, we have a gospel from Matthew. I like this gospel. There's, there's a lot to it. A lot of things we can talk about with that. I want to remind you that we take your questions here at Catholic Spirit Radio. Uh, you can send them into our email bag at goodnews@catholicspiritradio.org, and we'll break those open. One one that I've had recently. Uh, was referring to the to the upcoming Advent and wondering why we wear uh, violet 
in the church during Advent. We wear violet twice a year during the season of Lent and during the season of of Advent. Uh, Violet, for the most part, uh, in our liturgical year, represents a a time of of penitence. Uh, But it also represents, through penitence, it's a time of renewal. Uh, In our penitence, we're changing, we're repenting, we're, we're turning away from sin and turning towards Christ. And so Advent actually t- it means not so much just a time of preparation, but it was a Advent was the activities that went on prior to the arrival of a great dignitary. So it, a whole town would celebrate an Advent, uh, activities that were leading up to the coming of, of royalty coming through their town or a conquering hero coming to their town. So you think about what's going, what kind of things might there be? There might be parades, there might be uh, feasts, parties, music, dancing, all in preparation for this great welcome. Well, that's why we have Advent. Uh, we're getting ready to welcome Christ, but in two forms, not just as the, the child Jesus, but also we're talking about uh, celebrating and preparing for the second coming of Christ. And so, in order to do that, we want to make sure that we've renewed ourselves, that we've repented from our sins, we've repented from our, any of our sinful activities, our, our, our sinful lusts. And so, we take this Advent time to prepare ourselves as well as our community. And so, it's a time of repentance, a time to turn a new direction. And so, the violet has, has always represented that. But violet has a second meaning as well. In Scripture, uh, we hear about the color purple, violet. Um, It was made uh, almost primarily um, in one section just north of Jerusalem. You hear hear us talk about the uh, villages of Tyre and Sidon. That's what they made there. They made this purple dye. It was made out of the crushing of these, um, like, shrimp kind of little sea creatures that, that they would, and it took, it took a lot to make just a little bit of dye. They would actually crush them down and they would create this purple goo, I guess you could call it. Uh, and that's what they used to dye uh, violet and purple material, which was really sought after because it took so much work just to make a little bit of dye that the purple fabric was very expensive. And so it was worn mostly by royalty. And so we wear violet during Advent because we're about to welcome Prince of the Universe, right? The King of Heaven. So that's why, uh, that's another reason why we wear the violet color. So it's really a twofold. It represents royal, the coming of royalty, and it also represents uh, our penitence, our, our turning away uh, from, from evil and turning uh, our lives more towards Christ. So thank you for, for that uh, question. So a reading from the book of Proverbs will be first, and we'll get to that right after we come back from these messages. You're listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio. Stay tuned. Good News will be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. Happy Thanksgiving from all of us at Catholic Spirit Radio. We are very thankful for our dear listeners, our Facebook followers, and business sponsors. May you and yours enjoy a cornucopia of God's blessing and wonders during this season of gratefulness. 
Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Listeners support Catholic Spirit Radio in many different ways. Some write checks, others use credit cards. But did you know that you can also give Catholic Spirit Radio your old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, or RV, even if it's not working? Donating your vehicle is easy. We take care of everything from pickup to tax receipt. Just go to catholicspiritradio.com to click on the Donate Your Vehicle link or call 866-628-CARS. Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it, think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. A warm welcome to our new Catholic Spirit Radio listeners in Rockford. We hope you are inspired and informed by our quality programs. Tell others about Catholic Spirit Radio now heard in the Rockford area on 88.9 FM and catholicspiritradio.com. And welcome back to Good News. I'm Deacon Al Lundy. I'm a permanent deacon here in the Peoria Diocese, welcoming all of our listeners, uh, including from Rockford Diocese, Joliet Diocese. Uh, we're, we're almost into Springfield, right? Are we touching Springfield yet? Almost. almost. So pretty soon you can tell your friends in the Springfield Diocese, they'll be able to tune into Catholic Spirit Radio one day. We look forward to that happening. But we're, we're growing uh, by leaps and bounds, thanks to your uh, awesome support. Uh, We sure do appreciate that. If you'd like to donate to Catholic Spirit Radio uh, to keep us on the air and growing, you can go to our website at catholicspiritradio.com and click on the Donate button on the front page, and that will take you to a very simple form uh, to fill out. And if I could recommend, rather than uh, looking at your budget and trying to figure out one great lump sum, uh, choose the option to donate monthly. Uh, My wife and I have been doing that for years uh, and it makes the budget not only better for us, I learned that it makes the budget better for the radio station because with that, they can look ahead and know uh, precisely how much money will be on hand next month uh, to be able to pay bills. So, some little thing they like to do from time to time. Uh, and you'd be amazed with seven towers, uh, just, just what they can spend uh, in electricity alone uh, besides upkeep of, of their uh, equipment. So uh, please consider going to their website and uh, making a donation today. Our first reading this weekend is from uh, the book of Proverbs. One who finds a worthy wife, I'm sorry, when one finds a worthy wife, 
Her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband, entrusting his heart to her, has an unfailing prize. She brings him good and not evil all the days of her life. She obtains wool and flax and works with loving hands. She puts her hands to the distaff and her fingers ply the spindle. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. Charm is deceptive and beauty fleeting. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her a reward for her labors and let her works praise her at the city gates. The word of the Lord. So one of the things Proverbs is talking about is having a good wife is beneficial to to the husband and to the wife to the couple and and this was kind of this is kind of news it to among the Jews to the rest of the world um the Jewish uh tribes were the first really to start respecting women uh did they have the same were they given the same authority as men no not quite but they're working closer to it than any of the other cultures were so here you have uh the, these words of uh, from the Old Testament of of great compliments uh, towards women, and saying that that what what gives her value is is not her beauty, not her outward beauty certainly, but her inward beauty, uh, her willingness to to help others, to be um, to be charitable, to take care of the needy and the poor, uh, to be able to uh, help uh, in the home that these are the values of a woman and not not mere fleeting beauty. Our second reading is from uh, the letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. And it says, Concerning times and seasons, brothers and sisters, you have no need for anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come, like a thief in the, at night. When people are saying peace and security— Then sudden disaster comes upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, for that day to overtake you like a thief. For all of you are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us stay alert and be sober. Now, this really harkens back to last week's readings. Uh, especially to last week's gospel, where we heard about being prepared for the coming of, of, of Christ, the coming of the Messiah. And Paul's making a, this separation between people who understand that Jesus will come again and people who don't. The ones who don't are like the ones who think, well, my house will never be robbed. Well, that's not the case. If you're not alert, if you're not prepared, if you haven't built security, then you could be robbed at any moment and you won't know it, especially at night when you're asleep. Because you don't know when the thief's going to come. Just as a, a pregnant woman never really knows for sure when the labor pains are going to come. She knows it's going to come, but she doesn't know when. So she tries to always be prepared for that. So Paul's telling people, since you since you are believers, since you are now disciples, and you know Christ is going to come, you are no longer in the dark. You no longer uh, you can no longer use this excuse of being unprepared. So stay alert, stay sober, and that's still good advice uh, for us today. You never know. People say, "Well, I can wait 
even even you know we've had some Catholics saying, well, confession is great because I can just wait till just before I die and confess my sins and I'll go to heaven. Well, good luck with that. I mean, how many people know the moment they're going to die? Right? Very, very few. I mean, some some might, but very, very few. And oftentimes people wait too late to try and uh, and repent and and to seek forgiveness for their sins. Don't be like that. Don't think you can wait to the last minute because it's it's the minute isn't yours. You're not in control of that time. So anyway, um, Matthew, our, our gospel reading is from Matthew. Oh, I wanted to, I forgot to add this in from our, our the beginning of the show. Last week I was talking about birds. This is completely off topic. But last week I was telling you about birds and how fast they were eating. They've sped up. I can't, I, how can this be? So I went, I went to Google. Google doesn't know much about theology, but Google knows a bunch about birds, it's, it turns out. So uh, I heard what I didn't want to hear. Birds eat more in the winter. Well, it figures. They need to keep warm, right? They need more energy. I'm telling you, they're going through this bird feeder daily. I'm getting, I'm getting like nine, 10 birds at a time. I swarm. They hit this thing. They eat for about five minutes and then they're gone. And five minutes later, another swarm, or maybe it's the same ones. I don't know. It could be these same guys. But it's like every five minutes, I'm getting like nine, 10 birds. You can't even see the feeder through all the birds. And, and they're gone again. John, nobody on air gets paid here. How am I going to pay for all this bird feed? I mean, I'm going through pounds, pounds of it, pounds of it. Um, and now I'm looking for where can I buy inexpensive bird, bird seed? Because it turns out you can't. You can't. Everybody's charging the same thing for this stuff. And it's like gold. I, their food costs more than my food. And it looks pretty decent. I mean, you get the fruits and the nuts one. I mean, they, they, got, they got bird seed here that looks... It looks like party mix. And they said, this is, all the birds like this. Well, I don't want all the birds to like it anymore. I, I, I just want some. I just want a few. If I could just put some out where I could just keep a handful of songbirds around from time to time. But I am getting, I mean, I've got like 10 different varieties of birds. And they're coming in flocks. And they're, it's like, it's like a flash mob. It really is. I mean, they just, I'll, I'll look out the window, there'll be nothing out there. And suddenly, both feeders are completely covered with birds. And then they're five minutes, they're all gone again. I don't know what's spooking them, but they all take off. They're gone for five or 10 minutes. And then I look out and the, the things are completely covered. And they're, they're emptying this bird feeder every day. Insane. All right. I, I digress. I apologize for that. All right. So our, our Gospels from Matthew. And uh, this is Matthew uh, chapter 25. You've all heard this one, but this is one of my favorites. Has, there's a lot of questions that people bring up about this, but I, I think for me, it's always been pretty clear on stuff. But uh, let's go through it and see what you think. Jesus told his disciples this parable. A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, 
and to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded them in and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of the servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward, bringing the additional five. And he said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've made five more. His master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received two talents came forward and said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I've made two more. And his master said to him, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew you were a demanding person, harvesting what you did not plant and gathering what you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. And his master said to him in reply, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not have put my money in the bank so that I could have gotten it back with at least interest on my return? Now then take the talent... uh, Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has more will be given more, and he will grow rich. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this worthless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. So, one thing I want to point out, the very last line, wailing and grinding of teeth. We hear that a few times in the Gospels. And in the other times when we hear it mentioned, it's always about uh, Jesus talking about those who will go to heaven and those who will go to hell. And he describes hell as a place of torment where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And so we know right off that this parable is talking about, at the end, Who will share the joy of God in heaven and who will not enter heaven but enter the torment of hell with wailing and grinding of teeth? So what separated these three servants? All three were servants. All three served the master in in some way, Uh, some in greater ways than others because that's why it says they gave him different amounts of money. He gave it to them according to their talents. So he knew the one he was giving more to was going to do more with it. And he knew the one he was going to give the least to would do the least amount with it. But what he wasn't counting on was that he would do nothing with it. He gave him this opportunity to show what he could do. And the man did nothing. And you wonder, what does that have to do with us today? Well, we're servants of God as well. And some of us have been given many gifts from God, and some of us have been giving, given very few gifts. But yet, what we have, whatever it is we've been given, 
God expects us to do something with it, to do something in return that will give him glory. And we don't all do that. How many of you have um, have a skill at singing, but you don't sing at church? You don't use your voice to give praise to God. But yet you'll go to church and complain about the choir. That's a pretty weak choir. Well, it's because there are people who have the talent to be helping, aren't helping. Maybe your talent is for speaking. Are you, are you a lector at work? Maybe your talent is is that you're super friendly, very personable. Are you, uh, are you on a welcoming committee? Do you welcome people uh, as, as they enter church or come to act, the activities of, of your, your church? Are you taking what, whatever talent it is you were given and putting that into helping God? Maybe your talent is teaching. Are you teaching? Are you teaching children about their faith? Are you teaching adults about their faith? We all have we all have gifts. We've all been giving talents, just as it says here. In those days, a talent was a, was an amount of money, uh, a small a, a small silver coin. But it came to talents was any kind of a gift that w- that we've been given, and no matter who you are, you have a talent. You probably have many. Uh, some you know about, maybe some you haven't discovered. The ones you know about, what are you doing with them? Uh, if you haven't discovered talents, where have you looked? There's actually some some great sources for discovering your talent. Uh, I, I'll give you a, one one example. There's um, there's a an online. Well, first you get the book. It's called Strength Finder, and you can go online. And uh, once you get the book and you enter this code. And it'll ask you a ton of questions in just a very short period of time. You have to answer them very quickly because it wants, it doesn't want you to, to labor over the, the decisions. It wants you to ask the question, get, get an answer, ask a question, get an answer. But when you're done, it will be able to tell you and really accurately, because I've seen this done with a group of over 50 people and it was just spot on. It will say that here are the, the top five strengths that you have. And with these strengths, you can look up in, in the book. It will tell you what are your likely talents based on these strengths. And so with those strengths and talents, what are you, how are you using them? And most of them who use them uh, don't use them to, do, uh, to further our faith. We don't use them to help others. We don't use them in the glory of God. Uh, most time you see people using talents to enrich themselves. That's not what we were given the talents for. We were given the talents to enrich the master who gave them to us. That's what this parable is all about. How have you taken the talents God has given you and used them to enrich your faith with God? Something to think about this weekend as we uh, begin to enter our, our Advent season next week. In the meantime, we have Thanksgiving coming up. Be thankful for your talents. Now get out there and do something with them, something that brings God glory uh, and brings you satisfaction. Uh, this is Deacon Al on Catholic Spirit Radio with good news. May God bless you, bring you to everlasting life. 
Amen. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.